Hello, everybody, and welcome to Into the Smowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on the show, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. That way you'll be notified when we go live. And if you like us on the podcast feed, please give us a five-star review and comment on the video with your thoughts. You can also follow the Galaxy Geeks at, on Twitter at GalaxyGeeks1 and on Instagram at GalaxyGeeksEL and on TikTok at GalaxyGeeksEL. I am your host, Ian McKegg, and joining me as always, he is the Mark Ellis to my Christian Harloff. He is Luke Stutter. Luke, how you doing, buddy? What's up, buddy? So let's go ahead and move on to our big news because we should talk about this first because I'm super mm-hmm. excited about this. Go for it. What is our All big right. news? Our big news is today we have an amazing guest. She has been on multiple different shows. I cannot name all of them because she's been on so many. Uh, we were connected uh, with her through Jay Wade. There's a big event happening. I'm not going to announce it yet because you never know what he wants to do, not do. You never know. But we would love to introduce Kiwi Jess. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. We're so, so happy much. you came on. Thank you so much for joining us. Anytime, anytime. I'm excited to just talk about some schmodown. And well, that's we had that's a oh. great question. I'm sorry for cutting you yeah. off, Luke. But when we were talking, um, when you were talking with us beforehand, you you're, you said that you were sort of relatively new to the schmodown. So my question is, what got you into the schmodown? What made you go, oh, schmodown? I like. Uh, so funnily enough, uh, Taco, who's on Schmoes of the North, and I have been friends for about two years, and he, when we first started talking, I told him, I'm super into movies. He's like, oh, I have this show that you should watch. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll get around to it eventually. I'm one of those people, the more you push me, the more I'm like, no, I'm adding an extra week onto like not getting into it. <laughs> and so I consistently did that until about five or six weeks ago, I had knee surgery. And I was like, what better time to get into it? And within about, I think, three matches, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it now. Like, it's not just a trivia show, which I love. It's also this character element to it. I was like, it's like the best of both worlds. It's theater and movie trivia. It was amazing. Well, before we start, I'd love, we've got comments from Brian, hey, Brian, Brian Osbaum. How, hey, y'all, Ryan. Hey, all my geek Hello, buddies. Ryan. Brian. Kiwi. Kiwi. <laughs> Ryan Kiwi. <laughs> yes. Who is Kiwi's favorite Schmodown player? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Griffin Humes. I've attached oh, myself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saying in the Schmoes chat for a while now, I'm like, Griffy, all the way. And they're like, oh, okay, like he's still gonna face Viviani. I'm like, oh, you watch, you watch, and now I've you know, spoiler alert, been proven right. I mean, that's very true. Griffin Humes has really proven himself this season as a rookie, as everyone can see. And I mean the Fantastic Exchange this season has proven, has started out as a, I think someone posted on the Facebook page where everyone was doubting them to now where everyone's like, well then, they're in the lead. Is that <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Miller? Ooh, mm-hmm. Kiwi has been a highlight of the after show space recently. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. I've just, I've seen, I, keep, keep getting invited onto things, so I'm <laughs> everywhere at once. Well, if you'll notice, a lot of the same people kind of jump on different shows. We have had mm. the best just fans and people that have popped on, and it's just been incredible this year. Um, Jess, if you ever have a moment, go back and watch our very first Into the Smodown <laughs> Galaxy. 
it might be the most embarrassing thing we have ever done in our entire Look, lives. Okay. <laughs> to rebut that, to mm-hmm. rebut that, it was our very first time doing anything like that. We had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. So it was very much, hey, this is how you start and this is where we're at now. You need the start to get where you are now. It doesn't matter how embarrassing it is. Everyone loves a good makeover story. I, exactly. Soda. Wait a minute. This isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, um, you mentioned how your favorite player is Griffey Noom so far. Has there has there been a player that from your five weeks of playing that has been here for a while that has made you go, oh, I understand why people like that person. Uh, Dan Merle, one of the one of the big mm. ones for me. Uh, he's just a powerhouse of knowledge. Uh, Bibiani is really, really great as well. So, yeah, so they're probably my two favorites. I've been going back and watching old matches. Love Roka, but haven't actually seen one of his matches like properly oh. live because I got into it too late. So, I'm super excited for Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Super excited huh. for that. What's your favorite team right now? My favorite team? Uh, King Khan. Again, in scripting news, it's just King Arthur. I'm real. I'm a, I'm a bit of a shell. I'm going to be honest. So the fact that King Arthur's in uh, the the final, other other than that, it was going to be Danger Zone. I like mm-hmm. Ben Bateman, like him too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So what we're saying is that we have someone who's a little bit of a quirky merch shill in Luke. Mm-hmm. We have someone who's a bit of a corruption shill in me. We have a FinSock Exchange shill. Yeah. Look, we cover all the spectrums, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got them all. Hey, we can't say too much about the FinSock Exchange. If we're going to say any faction has been the most supportive, it's got to go to the FinSock Exchange. Every person has been contacting us, sharing our stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean... Brother Lomas loves to go after Eli. <laughs> look, really? it's all because look, I did one, I did one thing. It was just the very first match that he had, and I went on this full like because again, I I mentioned off camera, I've I've competed in trivia, and I did like a full promo for it oh. against Brother Lomas, and ever since then, it's just been that little thing, and I'm like, man, all because I cut a promo. I love it. <laughs> It's a Brian. great story, though. Brian knows Nice. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So Brian knows Apparently, Lando from the Gucciverse knows about the dossier from the Gucciverse Patreon. I need that dossier. I need that dossier. Also, we got Flickin' Real here. Busy at work, but hola. Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Oh, Jesse's been awesome. Have you, um, have you subscribed to Jesse's channel yet? Yep, yep. Good, I'm trying good. to pull around. Anytime I see someone within my the sphere that I have now bring up someone, I often subscribe or go and watch some of their stuff. I try to be quite supportive. Now they've got plenty of time, I might as well. <laughs> We're the same way. Honestly, I, I, I just want to shout out Jesse. He's been doing incredible. Their channels is slowly growing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's he's been great and he's really been supporting us in a lot of ways. One day we're going to have him on our show because I'm just going to do it. Just saying. Look. We've had Thomas Harper twice. We've had have we had Gold Leader twice? I feel like we've had Gold Leader twice. Look, we we've had Gold Leader and Thomas Harper. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Or yeah, wow, well, um, wow. Well, thank thank you so much. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, it's please it's like great this video, to see everyone. everyone. 
it's great to have everyone here, and especially with the guest of Kiwi Jess. Wow, wait, that accidentally rhymed. Didn't mean for it to rhyme. <laughs> but, yes, we are here with great introductions, but we are here to talk about the Smowdown. And before we even go into our play of the weeks and the recap, we got to start talking about the very first thing that developed this entire week, and it was we found out who was playing John Roca at Spectacular. Ladies and gentlemen, it I had the guess, and it is Dan Merle versus John Roca at Spectacular. Let's start with Jess. Jess, what are your thoughts on Dan Merle versus John Roca? Also, Guava got Guava Jess. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I suspected it just because of the fact that Merle's a current player. I know about the Mance-Roca rivalry. And I know there are people talking about uh, how it'd be really cool to see Harloff versus Roka for the, the you know to run Schmodown. but narratively Dan made sense because he's still in the season, and now especially when he got knocked out, that that solidified it for me. I was like, he's been knocked out. What better way for him to have a shot at something than to play Roka in his final ever match? Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. for what Roka is calling the goat title. Mm. Eli. Look, okay, Brian, here's my reason. <laughs> Brian, here's my reasoning. I wanted to save the conversation and the reaction for though for the Roka and Dan and the Chandru situation. I wanted to save it for the main show. That way I don't just give a full conversation to the audience. I can have it with people that are together and we can like bounce off of each other. That's why there's no reaction. Uh, he's also bummed of the Roka Mance 3. I mean, I understand, like, and I think Roka very much. <laughs> um, um, yeah, whatever, whatever, it is. whatever it is. It's on the cut edited Roka versus Roka. <laughs> it's possible. Oh, but, I, funny. but I know a lot of people wanted the Roka versus Mance 3, but I think they very much explained it early on in that cut scene with um, um, Roka saying, Mance hasn't even played. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a good reason why not do Rokomance 3, and that makes sense. Luke, what were your thoughts when you saw it? I mean, it made sense. It was the only one that really made sense due to the fact of Roka's playing, and he's at his game. He's actually not doing bad. You've also got Dan, who, I mean, they were partners at one time. Does anyone remember the last time they played? I, oh, wait, hold on. I wrote an entire list one day. Of all the magic, you both know the list I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I feel like the last time they played it was for Belt. Oh my I goodness! Mean... I could go through the Google Docs that I made, but that's searching for a lot. But I feel like the last time they played was like it was either the last time they played one on one was when Dan lost the belt the first time, or we could go back to the last time they played against each other ever, which I think was the triple threat match with Dan, Roca, and Riley. Okay, here we go. Here we go. They uh, they played in singles in the triple threat at Collision. Yeah, nice. see, that was that was the match I was talking about. Here we go. And then right after that, Sam Levine cashed in. Calling it the Goat Championship, I think, is a bit unnecessary from a legacy point of view, but I get it for selling the match. I I understand why they're doing that due to the fact of that was the storyline Roka's been saying the whole time. I'm the goat. I'm the goat. I'm the goat. They they wanted to finish that storyline. Mm-hmm. Jesse, I'm not fully wrong. That would have been. I mean, 
Imagine what the promo would have looked like if it oh. was Roka v. Bateman. A goat versus a fourth round draft pick. To all the people that remember that. Okay. Yeah, there we Merle, go. Merle, Roka, Riley, Triple Threat. We had the so best chat. That, that <laughs> match was all the way in 2017. So the last time they played each other in a singles division match was in 2017. So that's so much tension and build up and Ooh, I can't wait. I and, like this from Brian. Roka's match should be forced since he's a fourth rounder. Oh. So that's another question. What do you think about the placement? When do you think it's going to pop in? Or when do you think it's going to happen? Sorry, my cat's just decided to oh, join. It's fine. My, my cat's all the way on my bed just resting. My, my puppy's outside right now, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a good question. When do you think the match is going to take place on the card? We'll start with Luke. Um, this one's a difficult one. I am between two. I'm either thinking it's going to be the fourth ra- fourth match, where it's it's right before the singles finale, or it could be in the third match, right before the teams match. You end the spectacular teams and singles. Okay, Jess. I thought it was going to happen before the singles uh, final. Mm-hmm. So. I think I think we're all agreed it's going to happen before the singles title match, which the singles match is the main event, mm. obviously, because there was legit, legitimately time I asked um, Christian if he ever considered doing another match besides the singles title as a main event, and he always said no. I w-. he considered it once, but he's not. He would always put the singles belt as the main event. So I'm like, yeah. okay, so yeah. I mean, here's sense. what Leo's saying. Uh, Christian won't announced besides Marisol slash Griffin when it airs. Yeah. So, like, if it's all speculation, it makes sense that, in my opinion, that Roka v. Merle happens as the semi-main event. I am hoping what Ryan's saying right here, at the end, are we going to have the five horsemen come out and show up? That would be cool. That would be interesting, but it's also, if you do that, then you gotta do a little thing with Bateman, because Bateman and Roka very much don't like each other um, on camera. That is, yeah. so it's. Um, like, I don't know if it if it's not just on camera. I think it might be off camera too. Well, that's a story for a time that I'm not involved in. But <laughs> oh, also, uh, Jesse, not something normally do, but we are only four subscribers away from uh, from 200 over here. Please, everyone, if you have not subscribed, subscribe over to the Flick and Rail channel. They are incredible. They do weekly shows. They are. They do trailer reactions. They are one of my favorite shows to watch, and they deserve all the love you can get. Yes, 100%. So is there any more discussion with the Roker Merle that either of you have to say? Not really. I mean, it's 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 kind of one of those things that it was almost a given. Mm-hmm. I'm happy yeah. it's ending this way because Dan's on his game. He's playing some of the best games he's ever played, and Roka's playing some of the best games he's ever played. So... It makes sense. All right. So with that, we're going to move on to the next major development that happened this week, which was the Chandru title shot situation. We had one. We had a cutscene on. <laughs> we had a cutscene on Thursday saying that Chandru was looking forward to speak with um, Paul and Winston, and then on Friday we got that conversation with Paul basically calling Chandru, calling him out. And then Winston kicking Chandru out of 
the faction. So I'll start with Luke this time. Luke, what were your thoughts on this entire situation? I cheered. <laughs> I cheered. <laughs> um, Brian, I am in the same boat. That was that was a good cutscene. Oh, and Jess, uh, Jesse, if uh, you listen to John Serio, the animosity towards Bateman is not fake. I didn't think so. Ooh. And then Sean well, then. Drew has to just say it. Let's say drop. Drop. <laughs> Leo has won. Uh, oh, Bateman, BS, do. I, I think this one, I was so happy. I, I did not want to see this match. It didn't fit. It didn't fit anywhere. And they'd been already, I kind of assumed the match was not going to happen because they'd been hyping up Parker versus Mike. This match didn't fit anywhere. Yeah. So, yes. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I completely agree with you. Just your thoughts on the entire development of Chandru with swag. Yeah, so I'm only really fresh to obviously his storyline, but mm-hmm. I very quickly grew to dislike him. <laughs> uh, very, very, he's probably the one that I instantly was like, mm, no, not Chandru, a fan. And like, <laughs> yeah, he is. It just goes to show how good his character work is. Cause mm-hmm. he's, I can't find a single person that's like, yeah, I really enjoy him. Everyone wants to see him fail. And so, yeah, when he got kicked off swag, I think it's obviously building for something for probably next season. And it may just be laying the ground, the, like the, the seeds for that. But, yeah, when it was when he was talking about he's going to take his shot, I'm like, why? Why? Thank you. I don't, I don't want that. Just go away. Yeah. So it was really, it was vindication getting him kicked off on camera. Mm-hmm. Navarro, a belt wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far that's true. And yeah, I I agree with all the sentiments here. I've been very vocal occasionally on this show of how much I dislike Chandru and dis- just dislike him in general because of how his character is portrayed, which that shows he's great at portraying his character. That mm. him as a person, he's great. I've seen I've seen how he acts off camera. He's a great person. When he's on camera and he's in that mode, he is. You love to hate him, and that's what's so great about him. They were falling off though. the chair, was great though. Yeah, when he came in in the promo and just took out, yes, a hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. Drip drop from swag. <laughs> Everyone's on their game with these. This is amazing. Looking at his character as an attention seeker and desperate now, he's on a losing streak. Well, mm. but this was the thing, and I talked to Luke about this yesterday. I think I know exactly what Chandra's character is going to be next season. And I don't think he's, he's not, I don't think he's going to get picked up by any faction. I honestly look at Chandra as the Joker of the inner geekdom. He's just going to be there to create chaos. Ooh, Ryan's asking, do we see a reveal of the Shmomanai at Spectacular and see Guy and Chandra align? That's a possibility. We, they dropped that midway. And then I was okay with Chandra until he beat Schmitz. Yeah, he is a great character. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, Jesse. This is amazing. Jesse, I'm going to ask you this right now. Have you ever thought about stand-up? And if not, consider it. But yeah, (laughs) I think Chandru is going to be the Joker of next season where he won't get drafted and he's going to say how all the factions are dumb for not Mm -hmm. drafting him. And then throughout the entire show, or the entire season, he's just going to be there to try to make every single faction suffer and be 
the Joker of the inner geekdom. At least based off of this one final thing, that's my opinion on it. It would work, so, too. Mm-hmm. So let me ask y'all this. Um, I compare Chandru this season to Brandon Hanna in past seasons. Kind of that type of heel that he started to lose a few times and people were like, yeah, we just want to see you go away for a bit. Um, I'm curious if we see Brandon Hanna come back next season or not. I mean, I see Brandon coming back. I don't know if he's going to be on a faction, but I see Brandon, Brandon coming back. Chandra was a heel in Savvy Flossing is the most... <laughs> Man, everyone just... Everyone just oh, here's this one. His Don Japani in the dumps. Waka waka. <laughs> okay, this this is the best shot we've ever had. Because look, it's a chance for them to dunk on Chandru. When is that ever an opportunity no. for people? Yeah. Also, I with us, even with us being like loving the faces and healing, like hating the heels. I mean, this is the point. You gotta hate the heels, and that's what's happening. The only person that doesn't hate heels is that guy over there whenever we talk about the fan stock exchange then again you are yeah it's so hard for me anyway <laughs> oh no how, how long can you go send up it's 98 dad jokes look there's go, a market for it i'm sure you go to a mom convention i feel like they'd love it or even just a dad convention hey there you go. go watch uh Go watch the newest Ghostbuster movie. You will get the best jokes that you'll ever listen to. I love that movie so much. Oh, it was so good. I enjoyed it so much. But is there... Okay, la, one more? Oh, with Jay just... coming back. Maybe? Hmm. Potentially. But again, I like the idea. I just like the idea of um, Chandru without a faction. And him just roaming. Because that's going to be so... Imagine the promos he can have mm. as a Joker-esque character, just causing chaos with all the factions, not being on a faction. Just to me, I feel like that would be the peak of his character, in my opinion. Well, let's go ahead and move forward. Um, yes. Oh, one sec, uh, Jesse. Can someone tell me what a mom joke would be? And yes, Afterlife was a strong eight out of ten. Yes. Yes. Kiwi, have you watched it yet? Sorry? No, Have you watched- the, the theaters only just opened up here last week. We were oh. closed down for, for, for lockdown. So. <laughs> Amen to Afterlife. It, so you need it. to see it. We did a, a movie review for it. and I've, oh, seen, it was... I've seen it come up in my thing. I'm like, nope, not watching it. I'm going to wait. <laughs> um, half, gonna wait. Half, of it, half of it is non-spoiler. The other half is spoiler. So you can watch until uh... the spoiler and then just leave. Just completely leave. Yeah. So if you just want to see a full-out spoiler, non-spoiler review, got a one-minute yeah. review for in the shorts. There you go. So let's go ahead and move on to our our recaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, first we got to do of the week. So. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Luke, I have a question for you. Who is our manager of the week? Someone that you are not <laughs> excited about whatsoever. Nope. You were t- ticked about it. Yeah. Our manager of the week is Bobby Gucci. Where's the picture? I thought you had it pulled up. Oh, I thought you were doing it. My bad. <laughs> no, that was your, your PowerPoint. Hold on. I got it. 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 I swear I am I'm good at my job. I'm good at my job. It's fine. I thought it's you were all... gonna do it. There it is. Just build the spins. 
We do something like this every show. It happens. I'm used to it. Classic Eli (laughs) Blunder, as Brian would say. Oh, Brian, we all know. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Bobby Gucci, Tom Dagnino, Finsock, whatever name you want to give him. He is our manager of the week. Look, I've always said this. The Finsock exchange as a team and the players, some of them I like. The manager in general, I'm not Mm. a fan of. I hear that, that a lot. <laughs> it's just there are so many times when he's never shown up to matches. And I'm like, mm, it's hard for me to even take you seriously as a manager. But he was there for, of course, he had to be there for all the matches this week. So, yeah, there. <laughs> That's my conversation about Gucci. Y'all can talk about him now. Jess, what do you think of him this week? I think, yeah, I think he's done really well to pretty much take out the singles tournament with, uh, you know, two really, really great competitors. So I do think he deserves it. But and again, remember, Finstock shells, so. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is great. All right, that one I'm not going to guess. Vote Koi every day. Look, we would have voted for Koi if he would have, if Bibiani would have won, maybe. Yeah. Sorry, Jesse, I didn't mean to throw that much shade at you. I'm so sorry. Well, we would have given it to Bobby Gucci, even if uh, well, Bibiani had won, because if... if Well, no, I say that, no. Because we, yeah. we can go ahead and move on into our Player of the Week. Yes, our Player of the Week is... Whoosh, Griffin Newman, a.k.a. Griffin yes. Nooms, a.k.a. Arthur Nooms, a.k.a. This guy has 500 nicknames, so we'll just call him whatever. He's but yes, yeah, Griffin Nooms, in my opinion, I know a lot of people are comparing him to Adam Collins. I feel like Griffey's on a different level than what Adam Collins was last year, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I agree completely with that. Griffin is playing a very different game than Collins was. Mm-hmm. Because if you even if you look at the team's division, <laughs> when Adam was with No, hey, hey, hey now. <laughs> Even when Adam was in teams with Marisol, they weren't able to get that traction. But Griffey, in a team, is still able to get that traction with mm-hmm. King Khan. So I feel like it's, yeah, it's Griffey's been doing great this year, and he's he's scary. Yeah. He's a scary competitor. Oh, yeah. is he what? It's very. That's why I was a part of me was nervous if Janine would have won. Against Barbarian, because my brain was like, man, I know Griffey's, I know Janine's great, but Griffey's on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And then Brian, Griffey is like, yeah, you're going 10 and out. Yeah. Fully agree. But, but again, we still have to think about if, if Griffey does not win a belt this season, I feel like that could take out his potentials as rookie yeah. of the year. Because right well, now we have. Griffey is a lock for overall player of the year. I don't know if he doesn't win a belt. If he does not win a belt, I cannot say that. Because for rookie, you have Thomas, who is undefeated with a belt. If he beats Nikki, and if he defends the belt, rookie of the year. If Nikki wins the belt, there's a potential for her being rookie of the year. There's so many potential rookie of the years. And for player of the year, there's a chance for it, in my opinion, to be Marisol. But those are just my opinions. Griffey is not only a rookie of the year, but also a player of the year. Yes. If I, he wins the belts. It will come 
back a new. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay, Jesse, you're slowly digging yourself a hole now. You were good at the beginning, but now it feels like you're just trying. Now, to now it's gone from laughter to groaning. Yeah, you're trying a little too hard now. Hey, I liked it. Just saying. <laughs> well, you're a dog dad. That makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, um, Brian, um, why does the belt matter? Um, I think the belt matters due to the fact of showing the progression of a player. If they can't show have a belt, because honestly, the goal for most competitors is that belt. If they can't mm-hmm. get that belt, then people don't remember them. That's, and I, I remember this. Oh, good. Oh, I was just gonna say that it's one of those things where even if you look at all of the Schmodown, most of the people that are considered goats or players of the years or just any of that. It's because they win the belts. Like, look at Adam Collins last year. He won. Did he win Player of the Year or did he just win Singles Player of the Year? If he, I think he just won Singles. And because of the reason why a lot of people put Adam Collins as Singles Player of the Year last year was because he was able to go through the entire tournament and win the belt. Jeff Snyder got, I think, yeah, Jeff Snyder won Player of the Year, and it was because he was able to do great in the singles tournament, and he was still the team's champion. So majority of the people who win those of the years are champions. Fun fact. I lost the two belt competitors. That is true. That is true, That's Jesse. sad. That's sad, but true. Oh, uh, Jeremy, I also think there is a real small possibility if he wins against Marisol, we will see Oyama cash in and force him to play for a third round. For a third time, yeah. I can see that, too. Ooh. That's that's the thing I've, I'm predicting. I've And I've sort of been predicting it a little bit. I could see Paul yeah. cashing in. I agree, right? If wins one belt regardless of division, he is rookie of the year and player of the year. I can kind of, I can get on board with that. I can see that. I can see that. But at the same time, people, the voting body and the nominating body are going to be thinking of everything and not just if they had a great season without a belt win. They're going to think about all the players, that one belt, that had great years. Because though Paige may not win rookie of the year, she's at least going to, at least be considered for a nomination. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gotta remember this too. One issue the Schmodown has, and this is going to come into effect at the voting, is it's not looking at the whole year. A lot of times it's, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. And that's, that's sadly... Again, that was the thing with Adam Collins. Not not to okay. say Adam isn't a great player. Demolana but... is obviously a Star Wars player, yes. Because of the defense and finally they throw in the Damon. Harper had great matches, but no, 51-50. That's true. Man, there's <sighs> some... That one's hard. There's... That one is hard. I could see Andrew's comeback player of the year. Mm. With Ooh, the way like he that. played this season. Same for it... Marisol. If Marisol defend, defends the belt, I think that's a comeback player of the year. And I know a lot of people may disagree, like... That's not really a comeback when she didn't play that much, but she had two singles matches, and or she only had one single. No, she had two. I don't remember. So many. She had teams matches and she had singles matches, but she didn't go full on to the end of the season. This next season, or this, the voting for this season is going to be probably one of the toughest. Yes, 100%. Paige will win upset of the year with her win against Bateman. Yeah, yeah, I'd I get that. I could very much see that. Um, if Harper defends it, it's still him. But if it's Demi winning the belt, I give it to Andrew, which is sweet because she helps her husband win Star Wars Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd go. I I like that idea. I like where yeah. Jer- Jeremy's heads up. So, are we? Do we want to continue gushing about Griffey Nooms, or would we like <laughs> to commence to the recaps? 
Let's dive into the recaps. Mm-hmm. All right. Going into the recaps, the first match of the week was William Bibiani versus downtown Griffey Nooms. Let's start with Jess. What were your thoughts on this match? Round one was difficult because I oh. like to play along. And oh my gosh, I sat there and I was like, I don't know how to do anything clearly yes. because I, I can't answer a single thing. I If you watch the reaction back that I did, I only got one question right. Mm. In, I only got one point. But then I was able to make a slight comeback in round two. By the way, Star Wars, Star or Star Star Wars, Star Trek questions and singles are a whole lot easier than they are in Inner Geekdom. <laughs> mm. I imagine. That, Can I get a foot and mouth award? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that no, that goes one. to Ben Bateman. True. I mean, by saying I that th- he's gonna have a he's gonna have a plan that's not gonna. Make him he won't lose a match. match or lose a question. He literally said mm-hmm. that on backstage. Wow. And look what happened. He's not even in contention for a title. That, but anyway, but, Jess, anything else in this match besides that round one? Uh, it was a really... It was, I was surprised to get see them go to sudden death. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. I was actually kind of worried for Griffey in this. There was a moment where I was like, uh-oh, okay, maybe, maybe not gonna have to deal with being heartbroken but it was no he still pulled through it was really amazing to watch what was the three-point question that he lo- missed that bibiani missed because i it's remember dodgeball thinking, yeah was, that one uh, was... nobody makes me believe my uh, own there we go. uh missing the dodgeball three-pointer mm-hmm. change things yeah yes. completely to me that was an easy one because i love that movie so much me too. so it was one of those when bibs didn't get it i was like oh my Mm. This is not the way that was surprising. Yeah, I Let think. Me ask you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think it was that question that really set the tone for the rest of the match of everyone going, "Oh, this Griffey could win." Yeah, and here's Bibbs missed the dodgeball question. Doesn't seem like type of his type of movie. Probably not. All right, I do have a question for y'all. Do you like the fact the first round was harder, or do you think the first round shouldn't be that hard? There was two matches this year or this week, or I think in the past couple weeks, where the first round was almost harder than the third round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was really surprising because it kind of puts players on this weird back foot where they're not quite sure. Because I'd be sitting there going, "If round one's this hard, Mm -hmm. what are my what are my three and five point questions going to (laughs) be?" And I think a part of me thinks that was the point: is that hey, we're in the semifinals of the tournament. You need to be on your A game. If you're not on your A game, then you're not making it to the finals, and then you're not making it to a title match. Or if you do make it, you're not going to be able to go against that champion. So I think that was the entire point of making round one harder. (laughs) Sudden death so often should be called anticipated death at this point. Jesse. Okay, that one was pretty good, but still. (laughs) And then Zoda. But the thing with Dibs is he knows a lot. A lot, uh, lot movie periods. So I'm a little surprised he missed that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mercs are out of that faction title race. Mm. I did, and we're to talk about this on the Smowdown Spectacular episode next week. I did an entire point thing. I did the math. If like the highest amount of points each faction can have if they win, the lowest amount. Trust me, we will talk about it next week. And when I did the math. The the Mercs have the most they can get is ninety three points by the end of this season, mm. and uh, so Jeremy. 
The writers know that players are so focused on studying for specific wheel slices that they're making it harder in round one so they don't get a pass. That's my guess. I Yeah. Yeah. Good guess. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. Is there anything else that we need to discuss about this match that you want to touch upon in this match? Or are we good? Let's go ahead and move forward. All right. Moving forward. Sorry, I accidentally hit the mic. Moving on to <laughs> the match that legitimately broke my heart. You could see it at the end of it. It was mm. Janine versus the Barbarian. I really, I really, really, really wanted Janine to win this. I really did. You were upset. Mm, I was visibly heartbroken. Understandable, though. Like, she, I really wanted her to take it, but I had this feeling that it was going to be Barbarian. It's one of those heart versus the head mm-hmm. sort of arguments. Um, and Are yeah, you sure you weren't watching us last week? <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> there we go. See, but it is one of those things, like, I, I think I have it, I've had it in a couple of matches where I'm like, I really want, you know, one person to win because of how I emotionally feel. But thinking about it, it's the same thing as like for Spectacular. I really want Nikki to win, but part of me is saying, I think it's going to be Thomas. There is this, mm-hmm. this part of me. So it's just, it's the same thing with Janine and Barbarian. Would have loved to have seen her win. Yeah. I, I was, uh, honestly, I picked, I called the whole week. I knew how this week was going to go. I called it. Eli was so mad at me. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> two, two points was the worst score Janine had in round one in her entire singles career. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen I haven't seen a round one score like that in the whole time I've watched watched a you know Schmodown round. So I was like, this is not good, and it must be so hard to pull yourself out of that mindset because I think that would ruin me if I was competing and I had a round like that, especially with Barbarian being quite a few points on ahead of me. I would have been like, you know what? What am I doing? Now, well, Ron, we, Ron's we, saying Barbarian is contender for singles player of the year. That's mm-hmm. potential. Now, yeah. we saw this week it was Roxy managing her, and last week we saw how Jacoby was managing her. Do you think her perspective of this match and her playing in this match would have changed if it was Jacoby instead of Roxy? Because if you remember, she said Jacoby was the only reason why she kept any confidence in that match last week. And in this one, I don't know if she had the same amount of confidence. It's hard to say because we don't get to see what they say anymore. Like Mm -hmm. when I first started watching, you'd actually get to see the minute that they get to chat with their manager. And now that's taken away. So you have no frame of reference. But I do think that when she came back for round two, she looked a lot more centered than when she left round one. It was mm-hmm. one thing I did notice that she went from looking really, really um, down in the dumps to actually being quite calm, I guess. So I don't know what was said to her, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how it's hard to say. I personally do not think it would have changed. Um, that round one was too hard to get out of. Mm-hmm. That round one, I think she would have been struggling no matter what. That was a, that round one was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, awful. That was a bad I round mean, and so it's hard to come back after that kind of round one. Oh, also Jess has a important Jesse has an important question for Jess. Important question: Do you know Officer O'Leary Minigo from Minogue? Is that a, is that a paranormal? Oh, what is it called? Is that a reference to the to the? Uh, it's the one that's set in Wellington, it's south from here, and it's where they investigate paranormal activities. But it's as a couple of beat cops it's quite entertaining that's amazing 
It's the but same yeah. cops that, that visited the house in What We Do in the Shadows, if you've ever seen that film. Oh, yes, yes. So those two cops that come in and investigate and see nothing, it's a whole show centered around them. That's amazing. It's so great. next season, Barbarian versus Griffey slash Marisol for number one contenders Ooh, match. Yeah. I would be shocked if that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a possibility because I felt like it is a possibility because I felt like Janine second guessed herself a lot or just didn't know the the answer. I do think we might get Blackjack returning. I hope so. I want to see the return of Blackjack. Nothing against Nick and Wellington Paranormal. That's what it's but, called. But nothing against Nick and the team he had with Jacoby. I was more of a fan of Janine and Jacoby as a team, honestly. Yeah, they just felt more... They were an odd team, mm-hmm. but that's why they fit. You'll notice with teams, the odd teams are the ones that do so well. Mm-hmm. I mean... True. All right, like look at the odd couple. Yeah, the odd couple. Yeah. Or look at... um, Look at the King Con, like or King, or King Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. King Con is not the best player, but he's incredible. And Newman's mm-hmm. incredible. They work together so well. Mm-hmm. And they're not a mega team like... Um, Danger Zone. Danger yeah. Zone, yes. Which I'm so glad Danger Zone is done after this season. <laughs> bring, bring back the spoiler. Look, yeah. Look, the entire Slick Nick versus the spoiler Nick Harley is two completely separate things that's over there. Um, yes, uh, we we do have the CW over here. It's a CW show, but I don't know that network exists in New Zealand. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we do get CW shows here. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you get to watch The Flash. <laughs> hey, no, no, don't disparage The Flash that way. I have, I, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so into these shows for so long. And I still I, need to go back and watch them. You know I will, though. I know, but they, do you watch any of them? Any of the, the CW shows? I watched Riverdale yeah. for a season. That was it. Okay. That, was a, that was it. I stopped after the second season got weird, and I haven't touched many others since. Wait, second season was weird? You should have seen yeah. past that. I've, I've heard stories, and I'm like, really? Okay. I'm yeah. glad I left. Watch Arrow and Flash. But okay. if you want to stop, you can stop after season three of The Flash, in my okay. opinion. Yeah, Jeremy. And then I, Arrow is... Um, weird <laughs> i love arrow but yeah i i gave up at the end of this past season of flash just because it's very campy almost to the extreme but Ooh, matt thomas but look love. at these handsome gents hey Aww. matt stop it and Don't landy blush <laughs> and landy not lady landy <laughs> landy i'm gonna change my name to landy now oh it works <laughs> so i feel like we talked about everything we could with Janine versus the Barbarian. So let's get to the final match, which was the most this. important this show match. Is incredible. Um, Superman Lois is all I lo- love watching. Yes. Superman Lois, just saying. <laughs> so we're getting to the finals: Barbarian versus Griffey Nooms. The Finstock Exchange Invitational, even though Shannon Barney does not let them use the name Invitational, that is what this was. Thoughts on the match overall, starting with the Finstock Exchange show, Jess. <laughs> Uh, I obviously it got a bit rough for Griffey, especially before the fast money round. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually quite surprising, but I think I think it's you know to be said that especially when you're playing so many matches, the mental fatigue these like competitors must be under. It's like when someone comes up to you and they're like, "What are your your like top ten films that you love?" and you suddenly go, "I can't remember a single movie I've seen in my life." Like I've had moments like that, and it's it's so easy for them to not pull answers when they've been under so much pressure and learning so many things. But yes, it was a it was an interesting match, and then that fast money round just completely changed the the game completely. A hundred percent. Second time in two weeks, fast money changed things. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yep. And he was in both, and Griffey was in both of those matches. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's what helped Griffey ultimately in this match was because, yeah, Sally Sally Field Field. Field. yeah. Which, if again, if this was a round that you could challenge, I bet someone would challenge that. But again, I feel like Griffey being in the team's finals match helped him in this match a lot. Mm-hmm. Because having the experience of being in a fast money type of round, that pretty much helped shift his perspective of, okay, this is how you got to play. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Finstalkers. The corrupted. (laughs) Oh, no. He's going to keep going, is he? Yeah, he's eventually yeah. going to keep going. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, hey, I, I did want to let everyone know uh, we've had more people on this this episode that we've ever had. Please mm-hmm. like the vi- Please like it. That's we awesome. would love to gain more. more you know, um, Jess, the reason why we have such a great audience now is because of you. Everyone came to say hi to you. I I'm surprised. I don't think I have a following, but... Well, you do now because we've never had this many, and we have a third person in the shoe. So there you go. There we go. I'm happy to help. Shooting stars. <laughs> love me, love Miss Phil's cookies, not Sally. <laughs> it's hard Dungeon though heads. because the problem was if you think about it back to uh, the kids round where he said the Muppets movie, and it's the Muppet movie, mm-hmm. and they didn't take it because of that extra S. The problem is, is you know, how is it okay that? you know my didn't get his ones but you give it to the barbarian yeah and i have an entire rant about the muppets movie and the muppet movie about how (laughs) i think it should be challengeable yeah yeah it's 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 hard because you know it's where do you draw the line if it's an s for one person takes them them out of that you know getting that answer right Mm -hmm. but you give it to another person i understand the problem there yeah, it it's you're going to have that every season. I think they've got to start being concrete on it. They've got mm-hmm. to say, this is how we will handle this now. And I, we won't change. They've got to yeah. start becoming a lot more harder on their rules. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if y'all noticed this, but a lot of times they have a great rule book. But sometimes they're not. They're not keeping strictly to the rule book. They yeah. they bend. Yeah. And I think the only way to tr- truly um din, din. <laughs> Jesse, I'm trying I like to that think one. of I like I like that one. Jesse, I'm trying to think of profound statements and you coming in here with these puns <laughs> and throwing me off. I love it. I love it so much. Anyway, it would have been better if it was <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, we've just devolved into this now. I love it so much. But anyway, what I was was saying was 
either they need to find a way to truly like get it fixed out with the benefit of the doubt rule, or they just have to like full out say, no, you have to say the exact title of this movie. If it's not the exact title, you are getting it wrong. Mm. Brian said, said best. Mark Ellis doesn't follow the rule book. I, and I hate to be that way. I hate to say that because I love Mark Ellis, but a lot of times he kind of, he's very lenient. He is extremely mm. more lenient than any of the other judges. And I yeah. think that's a negative because you'll notice most of the issues come from Mark Ellis's rounds. Mm-hmm. Matt, technology hates me right now. I'm done with today. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> so sorry. But yeah, this was a great um, match to show that Griffey Nooms, in my opinion, has a very good case, though I may disagree with it later when we get to next week's show. He has a good case of potentially beating Marisol for the title. That's going to be... I can't wait for that match. That match however, is going to be incredible. However, it's going to depend on one thing. Because it's going to be live, it's not going to be fast money. It's going to be the no, buzzer round. He needs so to be will he, that buzzer. Yeah. So that's going to be... Because he's going to have two title matches to work on that. So he's got to make sure he's confident in that buzzer. Um, there is a whole team of judges, but we only see Ellis making these calls. Yeah. <laughs> the Quirkies. <laughs> well, you already have a name. The Quirky Mergs. That... This is for the oh, fan groups. Here we these go. These are all for the fans. Long time ago, the galaxy kicks far, far away. That's we did try to do that, I think, once. Do that that for one something at the very beginning yeah. of our shows or something. We might have we tried to do that for an opening, and then we were like, no. We're not cool with that. But <laughs> yeah, those cool. those were the matches that are happening this week. We're not gonna go into prediction this week because we're gonna because it's spectacular and next week we won't have anything to talk about. So all next week is spectacular alone. However, because we don't know if Jess will be returning with us next week, let's talk with Jess about her thoughts on spectacular and this card as a whole. Jess, give us your thoughts. What are your of just everything that you have, your thoughts on this card. Well, it's going to be my first ever spectacular, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, so, of course, anything that Griffey's in, I have him taking it out. <laughs> uh, though I, I will say that if Marisol takes out the singles title, I'm going to be super, super happy. It's just that he is that player for me that anything he's in, I'm going to be rooting for him. If it was with anyone else, if it was Barbarian, I'd have Marisol 100% of the way. Uh, like I said, Thomas Harper, I think that he's got it, but really ho hope that Nikki pulls through. And a geekdom, not sure yet. I'm really not mm. sure because because of the thing is, like we've seen with, you know, Mike and his last singles match, where it just he just gave up, it almost seemed like, that if that happens to him and he doesn't pull himself out of that and it's a, in the live match, he's just going to, to crumble. So I don't know how that one's going to go. I don't actually have a prediction for that. Um, Interesting. I remember this with Mike with Inner Geekdom. Mike is never gives up an Inner Geekdom. He was just doing singles just because he wanted to, not because he yeah. really wanted to try. Yeah. Oh, uh, Den of Thieves. Oh God. <laughs> Aladdin in the Den of Thieves. Can we stop? Knights of Slag. <laughs> Knights of Den. Oh no. Okay, the Knights of Den one is better. Knights of uh, Den one is, is better. Been, this has been the 
honestly, this has been probably one of the best shows we've ever done. Yeah, I've I had so much fun with this. (laughs) I'm over here. I'm so glad I am the professional in this match. Usually I'm the one that's laughing, but I'm the one keeping my composure. I've been sick all day. I deserve some laughing. True. And just to um um, Parker hasn't answered a question in the fifth round to me. That's more important than some realize. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You gotta remember yeah. that soul match. That soul match, he won via knockout. Yeah, yeah, singles ain't Mike's wheelhouse. No, it's not. Ah, mm. so that's what it is. So potentially he might have it. I don't know. I'm yeah. still, jury's still out for me. As, as someone that has seen Mike progress, he has a good chance of retaining. But as also as someone that has played against Robert Parker and lost, it's very much Robert could take this. I'm again, I'm not giving my predictions today, that's next week, but we got to look at everything. Into- <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I love that. This is just a, a pun, a pun channel now. I'm yeah, really sorry, oh, it's, it's the best, it's the all because of Jesse. It's Jesse's fault, Jesse's, Jesse's fault. I knew you were John the Chokal Roka. No, you think John's it? I didn't say it. <laughs> Will that is a good question. Will John be able to keep his composure for this match against Dan? Because he's been he's been hyping it up maybe a little bit too much for himself. But we gotta remember there are some times that Roka just can't pull it in the end. Yep. So again, this this entire spectacular, there's a lot that can happen, and everybody I thought we were going to be able to escape it. (laughs) Did someone say loss against Parker? (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I love it so much. Okay. With that final pun out of the way, this has been... I almost call it the Inner Geekdom Show. That's not what this show is called. It's the Into the Snowdown Galaxy, Into the Snowdown Galaxy Show. That is the name of our show. Everyone has fl- flustered me. I'm flabbergasted. I love it. It's been a great show. So, Jess, where can yeah. everyone find you on social media? Uh, you can find me over over on Schmoes of the North YouTube channel. I'm mostly on there, but sometimes I seem to pop up on other channels, like with you, lovely gentlemen. Uh, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at hash, oh, hashtag <laughs> at adopted elephant or one word. Uh, but yeah, otherwise I'll probably be on something soon. Yes, and you can follow the Galaxy Geeks on Twitter at Galaxy Geeks One and on Instagram at Galaxy Geeks EL and on TikTok at Galaxy Geeks EL. Also, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. That way, it'll help us quite a bit. Also, hit the notification bell. That way, you'll be notified whenever a new video or reaction or a live stream comes your way. All that's been said, I've been Neil McKeg. That has been Luke Sutter. That has been Kiwi Jess. And we hope you all have a great rest of the day.